0: Hello and welcome to An Alternative Approach, a podcast for outcasts, misfits, and those who march to the beat of their own drum, where we look at people in our lives and in the past that may be the same as us and how they overcame their own struggles and the strategies that they used to find success in life and business. I'm your host, Julia Christine. Today, we are going to look at one of my personal favorites, Clara Barton. So let's dive right into Clara, kind of her struggles, life experiences, and how she took an alternative approach that really made an impact on the greater society. So Clara, when she was younger, struggled a lot with being really shy. She was so shy, it was painful, right? When people think it was the term painfully shy, that would be Clara. Like avoiding people and not engaging in life. It didn't didn't work out well, right? Now, she was born in the 1800s. She was born, I believe, 1820. So she is, you're looking at coming into the Civil War and, you know, think gone with the wind. That sort of era. Clara... So they did a couple of things. They put her in a school. She didn't do well. She had to come home because it was it was too much stress on her. But where Clara really found her place to shine, when she was 10, her older brother fell off the roof of a barn that they were building, and he suffered a head injury. And they were worried that he would never recover, but Clara took it upon herself, and she really developed the skills necessary to bring her brother to a really safe place and she nursed him back to health at the age of 10 and when she, as she got older she was looking for ways that she wouldn't be a burden on her family and so fast forward a couple of years her cousins the father died and so the wife and four cousins needed help. And so Clara was like, I don't want to be a burden. I just want to be useful. And so she really started to overcome her shyness when she was around her cousins. Her parents saw this. They thought it was great. Then they realized that Clara's over here teaching the older boy cousins how to ride horses. And they were like, oh, this is really masculine. We need you to be more ladylike. Um, And Clara excelled in the more masculine like tomboy approaches while her family, they didn't necessarily shame her for it, but they did use the girl cousins to help her also adopt ladylike feminine habits. So, and which we'll see later pays off. So Clara then goes and she becomes a schoolteacher. Right, at the age of 17, she became a school teacher, And one of my favorite stories from her life is at uh, one of the early schoolhouses, she was a big advocate for educating uh, child workers. And she advocated for that uh, for most of her early life. I'd probably continued that. Um, we'll see where other causes took her main attention later on. Part of one of my favorite stories from her is where there were these two boys and they just gave her hell. They were just rowdy and rebellious and didn't want to listen and didn't see the value in education. And they didn't want to be taught by a woman. And so Clara goes outside and they were, uh, it it was like, hey, come on and let's get these barrel of apples. Well, they refused. So Clara goes out and she puts one barrel on each shoulder and she walks back to the schoolhouse. And the boys were so impressed as boys are boys the boys were so impressed that they allowed her to teach them after that and they and she had their respect and I love seeing how that same tomboy nature that same desire to administer to these men you know like having grown up with her brothers the boy cousins all of this she knew exactly what to do and so that which might have been seen as a weakness instead became one of her greatest strengths. So later on, we are looking at the Civil War, right? The Civil War comes, and Clara takes it upon herself to go and start administering to these men that are coming off of these trains, right, coming back from the war. Clara, at that point, there were no nursing schools. There were no nursing schools. Nursing was... So she was a self-taught nurse, and we see this with that experience with her brother and in these other areas. Clara then administered to these men, and then and she collaborated and led the initiative with l- other local women because these men had nothing but the supplies that were on their back. So she worked with local women to provide clothing, blankets, stockings. And other supplies that were desperately needed by these men. She also then goes. And she s- goes onto the battlefield. She joins the surgeon on the battlefield. And earned the nickname the Angel of the Battlefield. Because she was not scared of the guns. And she would go out. And she was known of as the Florence Nightingale of the U.S. Because it wasn't just... That she would, as administering to their bodies. She was also administering to their souls, their spirits. And she would send letters. She would read to them. She would sing songs to these men. And it would help to keep their spirits up as they were recovering. Um, one of my favorite stories, and one I think that will hit hard, is after the war had ended... She discovered that there were some like 43,000 letters that were going unanswered of these families asking where their soldier was and these soldiers had been buried in unmarked graves along the way. So she wrote to President Lincoln and she asked for an initiative to be formed to answer these letters, and they got something like 20,000 letters out to these families in reply of where their, where their soldier was, and I'm like, that's, wow, right, you think about the number of people here that need that sort of closure or comfort to know where, where they're resting, um, then she also went abroad, and that's when she discovered the Red Cross, And she was like, this, we need this. And so she brought that back. Another cool, complete side note on it is she also worked with Susan B. Anthony and with Frederick Douglass for civil rights movements and women's suffrage. And I'm like, yes, this, yes. So we see how she found that which was... Her nature, right? That soft nature from the shyness, and then finding her strength in the more masculine, she became so very necessary to so many lives. And so, my question, right? My, I'm going to say my reflection question for you is where are three areas that you know of or that you can see where people are being neglected? And what is one tangible er- idea? That you could do to help. The example I'll give you is like Claire sending letters for the soldiers that were recovering. That was very little. That was very simple. I'm not talking about a grand event. I'm talking about something tangible. And that only costs your time to do to help others. Thank you for listening to An Alternative Approach. If you like this podcast, will you subscribe? And if you think somebody else would like it, be sure to share.